Enterprise Intelligence is a weekly video series that talks to industry experts, global thought leaders, and seasoned knowledge workers about how they're tackling their information challenges, embracing new technologies, and moving the needle on performance. Hosted by Shiny Docs founder and CEO, Jason Cassidy. I am joined today by Todd Chernikoff. He is a certified records manager, an information governance professional, certified information professional with over 25 years of experience providing records and information management, governance services to organizations and clients. He served as ARMA International at the local, regional, and international levels, including a member of the ARMA International Board of Directors. That's a real mouthful. It's so nice to connect with you again, Todd. How are you? I'm doing fine today. Thank you. So you'll know perhaps as good or better than anybody, how has the role of the records manager changed in the last, let's say, three, four, five years? And how should it change going forward? I, I don't know about you know, three, four, five years, but over you know, the last several years, you know, even the last decade, we're moving more and more to where we are not managing physical records. I, I deal rarely with physical records, but more and more on the technology side, how to make sure that our systems that we use, either you know, a client or a corporation, I now work in the private sector, that the systems we use are compliant with the at least high-level records and information management or information governance requirements that we uh, have, retaining, disposing, legal holds, things of that nature, and making sure that whether it's records or information, we can really make sure we keep it for as long as we need it and get rid of it when we don't. How, how do you go about strategizing across multiple systems? How do you go about even assessing across multiple systems to be able to come up with a program that is a little bit more modern and aligns with the fact that it's it's not one physical copy in one physical place anymore? I'll, I'll just say we're, we're working for a large credit union here in the U.S., and I'm not speaking representing them, but my experience is that we're looking at all the different systems that we encounter. We don't probably touch all of them. I mean, they're say a thousand systems, not all of them hold records and some of them don't even hold much more than transient data. But as we encounter them, people come to us and we review things or we, we get embedded in people's project teams and we make sure we assess, can these systems in fact do what we need them to do? Can they retain the records for as long as we need them? Can we issue legal holds upon these systems release? You know, can we search? Can we get a metadata? Can we get metrics out of these systems about how many records we have, how many records we dispose of on an ongoing basis? Some of these systems that records just roll off after their given retention period, let's say email, for example, they stay for the given number of years and it's not like we collect them every month and get rid of them. You hit that X year retention period and, and they just roll away. So keeping the metrics, making sure the systems are compliant with those major things that we need to do. And if the systems don't deal with records, what can we do to help them manage the information that they have in an appropriate manner? It's a lot of handholding, a lot of communication, a lot of explaining, a lot of interpreting what they contain and matching that to the record retention schedule. How do you get the seat at the table as a, you're getting into the business value of the data and that because records and compliance is, is traditionally a back office type of task, mm -hmm. but it seems like you have to be involved right at the start at the business planning stage. Yeah. So how do you get that seat at the table? I, I guess we're more and more getting that seat. We're part of the IT shop. So that's a good thing. We're embedded 
where I work in the office that deals with the larger corporate systems, but we deal with things at a variety of levels. We we are getting our seat at the table of things like at the, the different review boards, operational readiness review and things of that nature. But more important than that is we're getting involved in many cases, and especially with large cloud systems, for example, HR, purchasing, things like that. We're getting a seat at the table. We're getting invited to the RFP and RFI level. So we can be there from the very, very beginning and make sure that the requirements we're talking about are raised with the uh, vendors and the candidate vendors. Has organizations like ARMA, like AIM, uh, they've, they're talking about leveling up and they're doing a lot of work in collaboration to level up on that. What's been, is that more of a formal thing that's happening with respect to records management? Or is that something that informally the, the business is pulling in that direction? I don't know across the board, but I've had experiences over the last you know, 20, you know, 30 years, say, even before I got involved directly in records management and information governance, where, at, for example, I used to be an urban planner in a municipality here in the Washington, D.C. area. And when we were getting a new permitting system that the people upstairs in the permits office were running, we, we were asked, we had that user experience check. What are your needs? What type of metadata? What type of data do you need within, your, within the system so that you can do your job properly? How is it displayed? So I had those, even before getting involved in this step, those experiences. So knowing, being able to pull from those experiences and other experiences like making sure data is cleansed, that's where you really need to start, start, you know, start from the beginning. Or in some cases, I was also... My first full-time records and information management job was as a records administrator and as an archivist. So I also got stuck in my head. Sometimes you need to start from the end in the beginning. If you're getting stuck in, you need to make sure if it's going to be if it's permanent retention, get that idea from the top. But also after I moved on from that position, yeah, I had one position where I sat with a bunch of software developers. Literally, I'm, I was doing records work in the CIO's office at this particular federal agency, but I was sitting there with people who were doing in-depth data and information stuff and actually had opportunities to sit on some of the, in on these review board meetings. And it you know sparked that thing saying, we really got to get in from the ground floor so that we, so that, and I, I noticed that even though the federal government has all these different rules uh, about making sure your systems you buy and procure manage your records properly, it wasn't happening. And I, I've, even in agencies I've worked with more recently, you see where all these requirements exist, not just at the agency level, but we're talking higher up into uh, the Office of Management Budget requirements here in the U.S. that say, you know, you got to make sure it all integrates and make sure it manages your stuff. And people just don't enforce the rules. And so you get these get people who procure things, create things that don't properly manage their records and information. We've had lots of conversations lately about privacy by design and mm -hmm. and how that has influenced things, things like the GDPR in yeah. in Europe and other legislation. And it feels like information governance by design should be a topic of conversation when you're talking to the developers and and when I look at, and I have a lot of familiarity with the technology that is out there as far as information governance goes, quite often 
it is like a module that you add on top of an existing like document management system. We'll give you the information governance module or the records management right. module. Mm -hmm. So, which obviously tilts its hat to the fact that it's not by design, it's not inherent in every piece of data that you're going to have mm -hmm. this level of understanding and this level ability to act with confidence. So because of that, then the onus falls on you in order then to be both police and business consultant mm -hmm. and try not to be so much on the police side because nobody wants to act yeah. just based upon rules. In previous experiences as a consultant in the federal government and as a person working in, I used to work in planning and zoning and I'd be the person who sat at the front desk reviewing plans and saying, this works, this doesn't work. If you really want to do this, go down the hall to the city council and tell them they have to change the law about whatever it is. It's not within my power to even help you out with this. So I have the experience of, of being cop with a badge and a picket book and things like that. It's, if you need to go there, if you don't need to go there, hold someone's hand and bring them along so they understand what the rules are and how you might be able to enforce them. You say plugging in the records management or the information governance module some of the stuff we deal with, not even close. It's not like we have just a system for unstructured records where we could just literally plug something like that in. We've got things that do all sorts of sorts of stuff. You know, we're a financial institution. We've got everything from audit stuff to just the, your, your regular transactions and HR and all those different things. Some of them do have native capabilities and we're happy um, to you know help people figure out what to configure into them to help do that. If you can't, if you don't, if you don't have to hard code things in, you make it configurable, let's say your retention requirements change. You just want to be able to tweak and send seven to six years or whatever, and not have to dive deep in code and do something. So if you can hold people's hand and explain it from the very beginning, your odds of success are pretty good. And, and we're having more and more people who approach us you know, at, not necessarily out of the blue, but, you know, there's so many different projects, so many different things happening across the organization. We deal with the people in IT who help the businesses, but sometimes you have to, the businesses have deep knowledge of systems. So you work with them as well. And everyone comes to the table together. Yeah. That, the opportunity to get people in, I always say I've done, you know, presentations at various ARMA, AIM and other organizations talking about communications and especially communications between you know, records and information governance and the systems development implementation. And the sooner you get the RIM people involved, the better off you are, because if you've gone halfway through your development and then you realize, oh, hey, I got to figure out how we retain and dispose of information and records, you're going to have to spend time and money to uh, backtrack and fix that. So ground floor, the sooner the better, um, you know, so they know where things are going, the rim people know where things are going, and everyone can work together to walk that path to make whatever you're deploying work properly. The records managers, the data stewards, they know intuitively that, that uh, this is a practice that is ongoing. It mm -hmm. is a forever plan, even though most data shouldn't be there forever and, mm -hmm. and, and quite frankly, should always have a disposal date, even if it is 100 years or what, whatever it might be. I, I feel like a lot of people outside of, of that sphere think that it's just a cleanup project or an application that you need to install. Mm -hmm. Do you find yourself doing a lot of coaching on the fact that it is a program 
not, not with the people that I work with on a generally regular basis, they get the idea of the difference between a project, you know, we're creating this system and then it's going to run and a program, the we are a set rim function within your organization. Let's say the other 20 some thousand people within the organization may not necessarily have, have that same you know, knowledge base. And we're working on, you know, rolling out more and more information and training to the people within our organization so that they do have a better idea of what we are, what we do, even if we don't have daily contact with them. My experience working in the federal government is that everyone, and that is everyone, contractors, employees, et cetera, get it. When you join or you come on board to do a project, you're given a records management training class, probably online last year, like half hour, 40 minutes and you do it. And then every year after that, you do it again. And again, the year after that, it's the law now in the U.S. government that you will take records management training on a regular basis. Another thing that comes to mind is that the more and more you get people to understand RIM or records management, information governance, whatever it is in your organization, that has its place, has its purpose, has its rules. You need to, again, dive into trying to, in some cases, break people's personal attachment to their information assets, because if you can convince them that they don't have to make decisions about it, it's much easier to enforce the corporate rules against your record retention schedule, whatever you want. I know in the federal government, I've worked in organizations where you have a lot of uh, scientific research and things of that nature. And a lot of these scientists are very attached to uh, the work they do and trying to get them to understand it's not really yours. It belongs to Uncle Sam or whoever, and, and you don't get to make the rules. So it's shifting to understand that these are important corporate assets or agency assets sort of helps in some cases to steer away from that attitude and to stop the hoarding and whatever else might be occurring. It, can it be used as a bit of a carrot as well in that if, if somebody is really attached to their data, they love their data, they, they want it because they want the ability to recall mm -hmm. it when they need it. If you can mm -hmm. demonstrate to, we can make it so you can recall it whenever you need it and it's legally mm -hmm. appropriate or policy right, appropriate, yeah. mm -hmm. you, you can show them that happens, then maybe it could be a carrot for them to relinquish the, the printing it and keeping it in their desk drawer or their garage or in their attic. And that's when you were about to go into that, starting at that topic, that just comes right to my top of my mind. If you can show them how proper records and information management practices benefit them in overall business operations and their personal findability, storage, things like that. Yeah, it's definitely an advantage.